Mama too. I'm here to give you the truth about wedding planning, the real process, the real people behind them, and the behind the scenes details you wish you knew about weddings. The job I do as a wedding coordinator changes for every single couple, but there's one thing aspect to it that it is a constant thread through every single couple. And that's educating them, empowering them to do what's right for them, and then advocating for them when other people are pushing their opinions and expectations on them. Today, my guest is Logan McPherson of LCM Weddings, and she's a fellow wedding coordinator who I basically Instagram stalked for a while before I met her in person because I could tell that we had a lot of similar ideas on advocating for our clients to have a wedding experience that's right for them. So I'm really excited for today's episode because we're going to talk about that. She's sharing some of her real stories about how she has stepped up and helped her clients have their day, how she's been the go-between between parents who had their own expectations and ideas and were trying to push those onto their kids and causing a lot of stress and also vendors doing the same exact thing. So we had a lot of fun. There's a lot of laughing and and we just really, I really enjoyed having the conversation with, with uh, her and bringing that to you and so I hope that you enjoy it. Hey, I'm Logan and I own LCM Weddings and Events. Um, I started wedding planning, gosh, like probably six years ago now, but I started just for like friends and family. Um, when I was in college, I like kind of got into the wedding industry. I helped wedding photographer at her, uh, wedding photographer at her, um, booth at the wedding expo. So I kind of got introduced to the wedding industry in that way. And then I helped, uh, wedding coordinator through like my mom's church, who did the weddings at the church, and I kind of helped her and, like, learned from her a little bit. So then I just kind of started doing it for friends and family and loved it and then officially started my own business three years ago. So, well, almost four years ago now. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So what do you do in the industry? Um, so I am a wedding and event planner. Um, so I have multiple packages. I feel like a lot of people kind of I do mostly day of. Um, I feel like with the rise of Pinterest, a lot of brides plan their own weddings and then just need someone to rally them on day of. Um, so I do a lot of day of stuff. Um, and I, you know, I have like some partial planning ones and a few full on plannings occasionally. Mm -hmm. Um, then I've also done some other events. So I did like a charity event this year and a business event over in Leavenworth for three days. So I kind of do a little bit of everything. Cool. Yeah. Why do you like your work? Well, I just like, I like getting to meet new people and I like that it's not the same thing every day and all the time. Um, I get, I feel like I get bored and I just, I love that every wedding is different. Every couple is different. It's not the same thing over and over again. Um, and it keeps me busy and it's just, it's a fun job. You get to be creative and type A and that's like not really yes. like there's not a lot of careers like that. that is the one spot where people like that. Yep, so it's like the perfect spot. There was a few other like create creative careers I considered before getting into wedding planning, but I was just like you have to be organized and creative and and a people person and kind of it encompassed all of that and then it was just fun. I, I think I remember where we met. I we I stalked you on Instagram for a yep. while before and I don't remember <laughs> If we actually met in person before the day that you came over for coffee at my house. 
We, so we had, um, we had, I feel like we had talked a little bit, like on Instagram or something, and then I did a wedding at, uh, not Dairyland, the other one, Woodland Woodland Meadow. Yeah. I did a wedding there, um, for Ashley and Alex, and you were the day of coordinator for the venue that day. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but like, obviously we didn't really get a chance to talk a ton, Mm because we were both doing our own thing. So we kind of met then, and then, yeah, the time I came over to your house was the first time we actually, like, got a chance to chat and get to know each other and realize how similar we are. It was creepy. (laughs) Both nannies. No, we, uh, and we have a lot of the same, uh, thought processes and, uh, like, ideas about the industry. We do, yeah. That's kind of my next question, and what's hilarious is... A lot of rants that I've gone on in the last week have been based on a post in a group that we are both a part of. We're both a part of a wedding pros uh, kind of think tank and education group. And and there was a post about, like, what's your least favorite or what's your – how did he phrase that? Like, I think it was kind of like a what are your pet peeves in the the industry? Unpopular opinions. Yeah. What what is your unpopular opinion? Um, And I feel like – I have a lot of them. Yes. I mean, I wrote, like, a novel, basically. Um, But what would you say that you don't love about the wedding industry? I think one big thing is I just don't love the pressure of, like, oh, you have to have this perfect day, and it has to cost this much, and you have to do all of these things exactly the way that everyone else does it. And I feel like a lot of times that is because of the parents or people whose friends have all done it the same way, and so they just feel like... They have to do it, but then when you talk to them, they're like, oh, well, I don't really want to do that. Do I have to do that? And then when you tell them, like, no, you don't have to cut the cake. No, you don't have to throw your bouquet. They get this, like, shocked look on their face. Like, wait, what? I don't have to do that? And I just feel like there's just this pressure of, like, all these things that you have to do. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to do it this way. And you don't have to do it that way. (laughs) And I think that's one of my big pet peeves. And I think another pet peeve is like, which doesn't really necessarily involve the bride and groom, I guess, but just a lot of the like competition in the industry and people are ridiculous and it's so silly. And I just feel like that's another one that's more of like a business side of it that drives me a little crazy. But I mean... I I don't think it's silly at all, and we professionals are what make the events. Yeah. So I don't think that's a bad thing at all. So could you expand a little bit about what you mean about, like, competition and... and I just feel like there... And it's not even just with, like, wedding planner to wedding planner competition. It's everybody. And there's just this... I think, like, social media is kind of a big part of it to blame, too, is because people are like, oh, well, this person has this many followers, and this person has this many followers, and oh, they work with this person, so I don't want to work with them, and it's just so funny, or I don't know. I have, okay, I have an example um, of this vendor. She's a makeup artist, and she just... If you cross her path, she will, like, go to war with you for very little reason. Um, And she hasn't gone to war with me, but I just stopped talking to her because I was just tired of the drama and all these people that kept being like, oh, you work with her? Like, she did this, this, and this. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Or, oh, she only, you know, I don't know. There's just people that I'm like, 
gosh, you're crazy. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. I don't want to over-describe it because yeah. then people that listen will be like, I know exactly who she's talking about. And again, I don't like starting wars. But um, it's just, you know, it's just funny. If you do one little thing to someone in the industry, then they're like, oh, well, I'm never recommending you again. Or, oh, they didn't recommend me for this wedding, so I'm never working with them again. Or, oh, their bride didn't hire me, so it's their fault. And I'm like, how is that my fault? I recommended, like, five other photographers. It's not my fault she didn't go. You know what I mean? There's just, it's not just, like, makeup artist to makeup artist or photographer to photographer. It's everybody. (laughs) Okay, so I think that this is super funny because what you're describing is people feeling entitled. They're feeling entitled to work, feeling entitled to recommendations and referrals, which referrals are kind of our lifeblood in this industry. Definitely. But I... Personally, and I hope that most people, I only refer people who match with my bride's or my couple's expectations. So if my couple has something specific they're looking for, I'm going to find, even if I don't personally know them, I'm going to find and research those, the correct vendor to recommend them. And there's people who are entitled Mm -hmm. and think that they should be everybody's job and their calendar should be filled for an entire next year right now in December. Um, So... And the rest of what we're talking about is going to be talking about like entitlement and sticking up for your clients with their friends and family or just with the industry pressure in general, because there is a lot of industry pressure and Pinterest and social media, like you said, like of what your wedding should be. And there is no expectation on this. I repeat this every single podcast because I'm going to start it. It's just a thing. The definition of a wedding is the marriage ceremony and your celebration. There's no other thing there. It's so open to doing your own thing. So, so as you are working with your clients and you're giving them those like, kind of like aha moments of, Oh, I don't have to do that. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the things that you have to, or like, how do you walk them through figuring out what they do want? I mean, I think the biggest thing is I just sit and I talk with them. And, like, I actually just booked a couple the other day. And we ended up talking for three hours. And it was, like, our first meeting. And I just let them talk about everything they wanted from their wedding and everything. And, you know, they want to do something more laid back. And they don't want to do anything super traditional. But they still kind of want to have a party. And I'm like, they were like, we don't know. Can we do that? I was like, yeah, you can do that. Like, you can do whatever you want. Um, And I think just... Like, just reminding people, like, it's your day, it's what you want, you know. And I use examples of there was this, you know, I did this wedding and they did this instead, you know, kind of giving them options of like, if you don't feel like you want to do this, this, or this, here's some other options of things you could do instead, or you don't have to do anything instead, you know. Like, and my wedding, instead of throwing my bouquet because I had like two single friends, that would be really sad to throw it to like two people. My DJ suggested we do, like, the anniversary dance. My grandma loved it. All the people that had been married for years loved it, and it was great. And then I had, like, a little toss bouquet that I gave to the people who had been married the longest, and it was fun, and everyone loved it, and whatever. And I tell people, I'm like, you can do something like that, or do nothing. You don't have to do anything like that. It's just, like, reminding people that it's their day. There's so many different ways to do things these days. And, I mean, like, chances are that the couples are typically the ones paying for it these days. I'm like, you're paying for it. You don't have to do things you don't want to (laughs) do. Right. And regardless of whether they're paying for it or not, and 
if they are if a couple's choosing to do things their own way that yeah. differs from tradition which that's a whole other topic yeah <laughs> the traditions we have it's all a lie in case you're wondering <laughs> reading an entire book about it right now um how there's always going to be expectations from other people yeah and and people who feel entitled to push their expectations on the couple yeah. and so you're doing it wrong yeah so how do you how do couples manage that and how do you help them manage those expectations uh going into planning something that's so personal and intimate yeah but being told you're doing it wrong like yeah how how do how can couples work with that i'm sometimes like kind of a brat when i talk to my couples about it in my because they'll be like, oh, well, my grandma wants this, and my aunt wants this, and my mom wants me to do this. And I'm like, no, screw that. You don't have to do that. It's your day. And they, like, again, they look at me with this, like, shocked look, like, what do you mean? I don't have to do what they say. And I'm like, no, things aren't the way they used to be. You know, I always try to, and I try to explain that, too. Like, if I do meet with grandma or mom or the aunt or whoever is trying to push their agenda, I try to explain to them, like, a lot of my weddings don't do things like this anymore. Most, you know, like it's very, it's not common to do that anymore. Things have changed. Things are more casual. Things aren't, you know, back in the day, oh my gosh, I took this, this is like a good example. I took this random like online course years ago that was on Groupon for like wedding planning. And I just took it, it was like 20 bucks. So I just took it to like see what it said. I got pretty much nothing from it. Maybe like a few things. And the person literally was like, oh, yes, it's traditional for the bride to, like, wear white gloves on her day. And I was like, I've literally never seen anyone do that in the last probably, like, 30 years. What are they talking about? Like, it was so funny. And, yeah, back when Grandma was getting married, that probably was what was traditional. But things have changed just with anything else, with fashion, with music, with dance. I mean, everything changes over the years. That's inevitably going to include weddings. And people need to just let the bride and groom do what they want to do. Because in the end, all that matters is that the bride and groom get married and are happy. Mm-hmm. And I tell all my couples that. I was like, all that matters in your wedding day is that you are happy. It is your day, not anybody else's. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I completely agree. And that is almost word for word what I say to my couples too. I hope this isn't an obnoxious interview because I'm like, yes, yes. that's what I would say too. <laughs> um, so do you have any horror stories of family or friends or vendors pushing their own agenda and expectations on the couple? I mean, yes, I have a lot of horror stories. I feel like, um, one is my, well, one from my own wedding, too, is my sweet grandma, who is, like, my lifeline, like, I love her to death, wanted me to wear a veil so bad. And I was, like, I literally have never wanted anything less in my entire life. Like, <laughs> there is no part of me that wants to wear a veil. And she, she paid for my wedding dress, and so she kept pushing the veil, and my wedding dress was, like, pretty poofy. And I was, like, Grandma, I'm gonna look like the marshmallow like man or like the Michelin man that like Pillsbury Doughboy. Like there's too many layers. You can't put a veil on my head. And I just kept saying, like, no, no. And she literally, like, at my like dress try-on, like put a veil in my hair. And I was like, I hate everything about this. Take it off. <laughs> like, and I just put my foot down, you know? Um, and then another one I was kind of telling you about earlier was there was a parent and he 
railroaded everybody, every vendor at the end of the wedding had a horror story um, of just things that this, this parent had done. And he lost his mind over guest wedding favors. And I had to finally be like, look, if you want things to be this way, then you're going to have to pay for more. Like, if you want it, the bride and groom have already chosen what they want. You're going to have to get extra. Like, that's the only way around it. And he didn't like that but because he was the one paying for it, which is why he was trying to, like, railroad his way into everything. Um, but I was like, this is what the bride and groom want. They've already picked it out. You're stressing her out so much over the guest gifts. I would say arguably, arguably one of the least important things in the day of a wedding. And you're stressing her out four days over it. I'm curious how many of those chocolates were left over at the end of the day. So (laughs) many. So many chocolates. They were these Theo chocolates, and there was literally a box of them left over at the end of the day that I was, like, forcing people to take. Because I was like, please take these. They can't. Like, just take them. Take extras. They can't take them. I was, like, giving them to the guests. I was like, oh, my gosh. Because, I mean, I was, like, just such a small, insignificant thing, and... It's always over small things that my couples end up in a battle with a family member. It's always over something small that really isn't that important. The guests wouldn't have noticed either way. It's always something just small and silly. I swear, it's never anything, like, big. And it's always just the small, silly details that a parent loses their minds over. I feel like that's totally a perspective thing. Yeah. Because right now, it's all people our age getting married. Late 20s, early 30s, that's the bulk of the people getting married because we all are getting married at a more reasonable and, like, responsible age. Yes, yes. (laughs) There's better choices. (laughs) But, so it's our parents whose weddings were in the 80s and 90s who are the most controlling. So they had a wedding that was completely planned by their parents and had no say in it. And so... That's their expectations of now, but yeah. we are not those kids. We are no. not 80s and 90s, young, like 19-year-olds getting married. No. We're adults with careers and yeah. lives and making our own choices, and I feel like there's so much more understanding of why things are what they are or why they were what they were. Yeah. Uh, so, like, with the veil, for example, I would, if that were an issue with a client, I would talk explain to them the client and help them guide them through like why do people did people wear veils why yeah. do people choose to wear veils whether it's a personal choice or a religious or cultural choice which yeah. it tends to be as yeah. a veil like you're covering the bride so that only the groom gets to see her yeah like that's very sexist yes <laughs> like not down for that personally no uh, didn't wear a veil either yeah um so I feel like giving they're finding out reasons why, like why grandma doesn't know. That's yeah. just what was what it was. Yeah. You just wore a veil. Yeah. But it's thinking like learning about the the reasons yeah. behind things and then um, having that as a tool to combat and to yeah. and not to combat, not to escalate it, but to diffuse yeah. those situations of people feeling entitled to, to put their opinion on your wedding day. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's like that, that is a huge help. Yeah. I think I just a little bit more knowledge for sure. Well, and it's funny too, because nowadays most people don't even wait to walk down the aisle to see each other for the first time. Most people do a first look, which then would literally make the whole point of the veil 
completely pointless because they've already seen each other. I've actually had a lot of couples, too, whose parents didn't want them to do a first look. And I had to explain to the parents, like, and this actually, this same wedding was one of the weddings, and they didn't do a first look, and things went so off track because they had to do every single photo post-ceremony. The wedding was, I mean, it was just like, it took forever, and I was like, this is why I suggest first looks, because they really are, especially if you're doing, like, a big, more traditional wedding with a lot of people, like, that's a lot of pictures you have to take after your ceremony, like, your cocktail hour turns into, like, cocktail hour and a half to two hours when you right. do that and like you have guests just wait, waiting around like yeah. where's the couple we're here to celebrate yep yeah. once I explain that to like most families once I explain to like the mom or whoever that's like no they can't do a first look they can't see each other and I explain like okay here's everything that's gonna have to be done in one hour how big is your family again and they're like oh we have like 50 people that need to be involved in photos okay so that's gonna take a long time <laughs> Yeah. And once you explain that, people kind of realize that it is a smart thing to do, but... Right, and the longer that you have people waiting around in cocktail hour, the more food you have to have available for them, yeah. the more drinks they're going to drink, the drunker your guests are going to be by <laughs> yeah. dinner. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons There's why you should do a first so look So many before. logistics. <laughs> what are some other ways that you've seen maybe a wedding professional put their opinion on a couple while they're planning? I've definitely had that a few different times. Um, actually working on a wedding right now where the florist is being like pretty aggressive um, with the bride and groom about you have to do this and you have to do that and you have to do it this way. And she was kind of like taking over a little bit of like what I do. And I kind of had to like put my foot down during the meeting and be like, so this is why I'm here. You don't need to worry about that. Like, and the poor bride was just sitting there like this because the florist kept just throwing more information at her. That was stuff that the bride and I had already dealt with. But the bride was like not processing because the florist was just like in her face. And she was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? And I was just like, oh my gosh, just calm down. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's hard because it's hard with vendors yeah. because you don't want to like step on their toes and be like, no, don't do this. But at the same time, you have to, like, stand up for your bride and be mm-hmm. like, you need to calm down. Like, stay in your lane, you know. Um, I'm trying to think of other... So, in a situation like that, how... Could that have been avoided if the couple had done a little bit more research or planning in who they picked? Oh, for sure. Was that the, a price shopping situation? The, or? the bride is very, she's very sweet, but she's very just, like, kind of impulsive on her decisions. And then, you know, I sent her, like, I'm not doing full-on planning for her, but I sent her a list of, like, these are great vendors, this this florist would be great, and all this stuff, but she just, I think it's kind of like a cultural thing. They're kind of finding vendors that are kind of more involved in their culture. I think I'm kind of the one that's not, because she just liked my planning style more than other planners she had met with, which totally fine. Um, and I think it's just more like culturally they're going with more, but I think that she did not really do her research for sure. Cause she, the bride even emailed me and was like, sorry, she's not as cheery as we are. And I was like, no, she's not. Like, she's definitely a little aggressive.
impressive, but yeah. we'll make it work. Like, your day will be great regardless. Yeah, and then that's where we as coordinators come in. Yeah. Andy, yep. is, like, being that buffer. when Because that happens. Yeah. If, if you're planning your, your wedding for the first time or even a big event for the first time, yeah. like, you don't know how to shop for vendors. No. You don't know how to make sure that you're finding the right people. You just assume professional hire. Yeah. But it's really more of, like, find people whose personality matches with you is really important. Like, even more important than price. Yeah. Um, But you have to deal with that vendor for the planning process. You have to deal, depending on the vendor, I say especially, like, hair and makeup artist, planner, and photographer, you have to, like, want to be friends with those people. And bartenders. And bartenders. And caterers. Pretty much anybody that's there the entire day of the wedding, you have to like on more than, like, a, oh, I like your work or I like your business like you have to like them on a personal level because you have to deal with them all day yeah and so if, if you, you don't like them <laughs> your day's gonna kind of suck <laughs> like yes. I'm just gonna say it that's totally true I think there's also this pressure for like the bride and groom sometimes to feel like they have to like be in charge of everyone on the day of the wedding and entertain everyone and like be you know like my sister-in-law just got married and she, we were having some drinks in the hotel before we were heading to the rehearsal dinner. We were up in Bellingham and she kept like calling people and being like, are you on your way to the restaurant? Oh my gosh, we're going to be late to the restaurant. Like, and was like very like stressed about it. And I was like, guess what? Everyone is here for you. If you're four minutes late to the rehearsal dinner, no one's going to care. Everyone has the address and the time and they're all adults. They know how to get there. It's fine. Like, you guys don't have to, like, you're done. You don't have to worry about anybody else. You don't worry about yourselves and each other. That's it. And they were both like, wait, what? And I was like, literally, don't worry about anyone else here. No. It's fully about you. No one is going to be mad if you're running four minutes late to the rehearsal dinner because you were, like, finishing a drink. It's your wedding weekend. You get to have fun. Kick back. You have, like... You hired people to take care of things for you. Just don't worry about it anymore. And when you have those people that you've hired who you get along with and you trust and you've done a good job planning ahead of time, or you have a coordinator who's there to make sure that your plans are going the way they are, you move. And if you're moving at a different time as the timeline, everyone else is going to move around you. So you get to just be. And that's so cool. Yeah. You get to just... Enjoy it. That was one of my favorite things about our wedding. And what was super important to me was, like, I just want to show up. I've shown up to hundreds of weddings as the people doing the things. And I just want to show up and enjoy. And so, like, that's how I planned our day. So that way we didn't have to think about, like, is something happening where it's supposed to? No, I I don't care. (laughs) I'm just going to do what I feel like it. I was the exact same way on my wedding day. Like... If I have a mimosa in my hand and I'm hanging out and doing, like, I'm fine. Like, don't worry about me. Like, people kept being like, who is this person? I think more people thought that I would want to be more involved and, like, more stressed out about it. And I was just like, no, don't call me. I don't want to hear from you. If there's a problem, work it out Mm -hmm. because I hired people to handle this for me. I'm not doing anything. I told people the only question that they should ask me is if I needed a refill. That's literally <laughs> what I said. I was like, if you can ask me if I need another drink or like if I want some food and that's it. Like, don't ask me any other questions. Like, just figure it out. That's exactly what I, my expectations for my couples are yep. on that day. And I like set that out. So like, yeah. how, tell us how a coordinator 
makes that difference between being the bride or the couple who is stressed out and and worrying about whether things are happening the way they're supposed to or to like how does a coordinator help get them from there to this I'm here to celebrate and enjoy the company of my spouse yeah how, how, how do we help that? Um, I think the biggest way we help that is just they know that they have someone that they hired and they trust to take care of everything for the day. The times, like all the weddings that I hear about that my friends go to that didn't have a coordinator, the bride and groom are stressed out the whole day. They're wondering, oh, where's mom with the flowers? Where's Aunt Susie with the centerpieces? Oh my gosh, they aren't here yet. They're running late. Because they didn't hire somebody professional to handle it for them. And one of, I mean, that's like one of our biggest things. And I tell my clients, I'm like, I'm whatever you need the day of your wedding, I am there for. Like, I don't want you guys to have to worry about anything. I want you to just fully enjoy your day and just know that I have it. Like, I occasionally will have a bride that like comes and checks is like, oh, how's everything going? I'm like, it's going great. You're like, just go back and get ready. Like, enjoy your day. And they're like, this is the best. And I'm like, yeah, because you have someone here that's only here for this purpose. I think when you have, you know, a family member or something like that, they're getting distracted. Oh, my parents just arrived. Oh, my cousin's here. Oh, look, I haven't seen this person in forever. And things don't get done as efficiently. And that stresses the bride and groom out because that makes the timeline of their day just kind of not go the way they planned and not go as they wanted. And I think that that's one of the biggest things of, I tell everyone, I was like, at least hire someone for day of because you need somebody to handle all of that stuff. And more importantly, like, this is what I've, I always say. I'm, I'm good at being responsible for everything because yeah. I am emotionally detached from your yep. Not that I am so detached that I don't care about the emotions. Yeah. I care deeply about you being able to be present with your emotions and making the memories and yep. same with your family. I am not there stressed out and emotional about what's happening. Yep. I'm there professionally to solve problems and I'm able to have a little bit more clarity and yeah. and um and foresight and vision about like what's happening and what problems need to be solved. Yeah. And I'm not there getting excited because Auntie showed up. Yeah. Well and then too I tell my brides, I'm like, here's the thing is you want your family to enjoy the day too. You know, you don't want your mom being stressed out because she has to run around. She doesn't have time to get ready. She feels like she looks terrible in the family photos because she didn't have time to get ready. Like that's going to reflect in the photos. That's going to stress you out more because your mom's going to be stressed out. You know, it's just, it feeds, you feed off of the people around you in that day. And if your friends and family are relaxed and enjoying their day, you're going to as well. And I think that's one of the most important things is like you plan this day, you're marrying, you know, the person you want to spend your life with, like you should be able to enjoy it and have fun and not have to worry about it. And setting those expectations ahead of time. Like, I'm hiring a coordinator. Yeah. This is their job. I'm hiring all of these other people. This is their jobs. Yeah. Here's your job. Show up. Have fun. Mm -hmm. Here's what time you show up. Yeah. Be prepared for photos or be prepared for this. Yeah. You're not going to miss a thing because you're going to be there as a guest enjoying. Yeah. And, yeah, setting those expectations ahead of time helps a ton with alleviating stress because if you don't explain that to your family, especially your parents, they're going to show up expecting to have to do a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, too, like, I heard this horror story of someone that I went to school with that I wasn't at the wedding. Like, we're friends. We have mutual friends, so we hang out with them, but, like, not good friends. And um, I, you know, offered. I was like, hey, if you need a coordinator, let me know. I'd love to help you. And she was like, oh, it's okay. My mother-in-law's handling it. Well, I heard post-wedding all about how well the mother-in-law handled it and how... 
she was late because she was getting her hair and makeup done and she was the only one that knew how everything was supposed to be set up and she had half the decor in her car with her so even there were other people there that could have been setting up and like been helping but she had half the stuff with her and then they didn't know where the stuff that was already there went so they were like we don't want to put it all out and have it be wrong you know and I was like See, this is why, like, this is why you need at least someone. Side note, yes. do your own decor, label your decor boxes, and put the directions yes. with the decorations just in case. Um, Literally, I make all of my brides do that. I'm like, label all of your boxes of what is what, what is in the box, what is this box for? Is it for the cake table? Is it for the head table? Is it for the guest tables? Is it for the ceremony area? Like, label everything. Because inevitably, almost every wedding I work, I end up with, like, a cousin or like an aunt or somebody who really really wants to help and is like super insistent and I'm like okay great here put two of each of these candle holders on the guest table that's helpful you know just giving them like a small task and because it's labeled it's they can figure it out it's super easy and then I can go through and just kind of tweak everything and like make it good and if there's something that you specifically want set up in a very particular way set it up on your dining table and take a picture of it and put that picture in the box yep (laughs) Yeah, my favorite though is I get a lot of my brides are like, when I do day of stuff for them, will be like, here's a bunch of decor, make it look pretty. And I'm like, you're my favorite. Because then, you know, it's fun. There's less expectation of like, it has to be perfect and you have to do it this way. And um, I was kind of like that on my wedding. Like I had like a plan laid out, but I was like, but if this doesn't work, figure something else out. Like I trust, like just work it out. Like if this looks bad or this is there's not enough of this to put where I want it and you need to put it somewhere else, I'm not going to even notice. (laughs) And I didn't notice anything. No. Like, I looked back at my photos and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's how we set that up. Oh, yeah, we set that up there. Oh, look at that. My coordinator added that to it and it looks perfectly. Like, I, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't notice, like, anything. And people were like, so funny. One of those things that I I talk about a lot with my couples is, like, you're going to remember, like, three key things from your wedding day, and it's going to be the three things that you're looking forward to the most and that you prioritize. So, like, let's plan your entire event around these three things, three priorities. Like, I'm talking to one couple right now who their priorities is having good food, having lots of booze, and dancing. Yeah. And those are going to be those three things that they remember. So, plan around what's most important, and the rest of the details, let them be what they may. Yeah. Or hire people who you trust to make them be what you want them to be. And then just roll into the day and have fun. That was literally me. I was like, I want food that people will like. And not typical wedding food. And I want drinks. And I want everyone to dance. that's what happened. Because those were the things I focused on. I was like, yes, I want my wedding to look pretty. Yes, which I luck out. I have a mother-in-law as a florist. Like, my mother-in-law's a florist. So I really lucked out in that regard. gorgeous. Thank you. Yes, I really lucked out in that regard. But, like... So that was one thing where I was just like, I like these flowers and these colors. Here's some, like, wood boxes. Colin built. Do your thing. Like, have at it. Um, I think that's another thing, too, just hiring people or having vendors that you trust is you end up enjoying your day more because Mm -hmm. you trust them and you know that everything's going to go well and everything will be pretty. And, you know, I think that's important. Yeah. So if we were to wrap this up by saying what... Your what you think your most essential task as a coordinator is, what is that? I mean, I think, again, just being there to ensure that the couple enjoys their day and that they aren't stressed out on the day of their wedding. Like, there is a lot that goes on in that day. You have 
family trying to come say hi to you before the ceremony. You have all these details that you've planned and worked out. You have people no-showing. You have people calling you, telling you they're not going to make it. And my goal is just to, like, ignore all the noise. Your day is going to be great no matter what. Um, And just making sure that they walk in and the ceremony is beautiful, the reception is beautiful, and they didn't have to worry about it. They were able to enjoy drinking mimosas with their bridesmaids and playing pool with their groomsmen and, like, had a fun morning getting ready and doing photos and just enjoying their day. Because in the end, all that matters is that they're getting married. It's about the two of them. It's not about anyone else. And it's about them having the day that they always dreamed of. And I think that that's always my goal is that they have the best day that they can. That's awesome. <laughs> so how can people find you and Elsie online? Oh, yes. Okay. Um, Like on social media. And stuff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, well, I live in Marysville, but don't show up to my house. Um, Yeah, just I'm on Instagram at LCM Weddings and Events. Um, It's just my initials, so easy business name. Um, And yeah, Facebook the same way and website website uh lcmweddingsandevents.com so super easy (laughs) thank you doppelganger yes yes twin (laughs) for coming on and chatting about all your experiences of course it was fun clients advocate and setting them up for success on their wedding day yeah it was fun thanks for having me (laughs) yep That stuff actually happens, and it happens all the time, where parents and friends and family step up to help, and they don't follow through. Or other people, friends, family, and other professionals have an idea of what everyone's wedding is supposed to look like, and they're very forceful and direct in telling you you're doing it wrong. And that's not okay, and I want to make sure that you guys know that. Feel totally empowered and capable of making your own choices because your wedding day is yours and if you don't make your choices that are right for you and choose to include things that you want and not include things that you don't, you're going to remember that. You're going to remember the stress and the, the complications of these things that didn't matter. So keep it simple and find someone who can advocate for you, stick up for you, and help you make better educated decisions on who to include and what to include in your wedding day and how it's right for you. So I hope that you enjoyed that interview with Logan and go ahead and check her out. I know she's got um, great Instagram and I, I'm, yeah, like I said in the beginning, I Instagram stalked her and <laughs> I know she has some awesome stuff on there that should be inspiring to help you make choices that are right for you.